0: Welcome to Decolonizing Sexuality, where we have intellectual conversations that change the way we think about sexuality and question if that may have an impact on how we think about everything else. This is your host, Carrie Benton. So today what we're talking about is a concept that I call relational fluidity in the coaching work that I do. Please be aware that my thoughts on labels are not to condemn labels at all. I do acknowledge that they really do bring people together around a common idea, and that's awesome. It's very needed. I also kind of theorize on how if we put sexual decolonization in, then ideally relational fluidity would be the outcome. So enjoy.
1: The Relational boxes only exist because somebody put them there before and enough people were able to say oh i experienced that and so it became a reality you have to remember that that's how it became a reality so what if you happen to be the first person who feels differently has a completely different sexuality than what is actually written on the page or out on the internet or anything like that right well it's your task to create it essentially And I'm not saying that this is necessarily something you should be, you know, codependent about. This is not saying, like, this is something that you have to, like, sacrifice for other people to do. I'm talking about literally for yourself to truly create these new dynamics, create them and co-create them, if that's applicable. So... That's very important and what people don't realize is a lot of times people wait for a box to show them who they are. And that's not creativity and relational fluidity. Essentially, relational fluidity is creativity, right? For the co-creation of different relational dynamics. So, that's, it's very, very important to understand that you don't wait like, the, the giant rule of profound creativity, in my opinion, is you don't sit around and wait for somebody else to tell you who you are. You don't You don't just go around and, like, wait for a box. If the box is not there, then perhaps you don't identify as any of those boxes. Or perhaps you create a new box, but it's not a box for you. When you're creating something new... It's not necessarily a box. What if people created their own sexualities? What if people created their own genders? You know? What if people created their own relational dynamics? That you don't have to sit around and wait for, like, oh well, is this a partner? Is this a this? Is this a, you know, box A, box B, box C, what have you? That's not what, that's not what we're looking for. Deep relational fluidity is all about and deep thriving in relationships is to be able to use your high sensitivity and your high perceptivity to be able to co-create dynamics that may not already exist where you can truly thrive. It's also very important to understand what a label even is and what it serves as, right? So labels, Like the reason why I say that you creating your own relational dynamic is not necessarily a box, the reason why is because it is not, it's not serving the purpose of what a label typically serves as. So typically what labels from a societal standpoint serve as is something that can easily be said and so that a whole bunch of people can come together and talk about how they experience that thing. Well, when you're creating your own relational dynamic, the focus is not on whether other people experience it or not. It's about the fact that you experience it and so you're creating it. That's the most important thing. What I mean is that it doesn't matter. I'm not going around and just going on the internet and saying that, Everybody should see if they have some kind of queer friend. You know, I think that that is when you become so, it's still, it's very much at the individual lens. And I think that's what happens is that people get so distracted by the individual lens, the box lens, right? When at the holistic, at the more holistic level, what you're seeing is that, okay, Well, if we all just create our own dynamics, we'll be happier. So that's really what I mean. When I talk about relational fluidity, it's not even about the label anymore because labels are like the very understanding and functionality of labels are for people to be able to more easily group together and talk about their experiences or realize that they belong to the same community of discourse. So it's like, okay, yes, that's cool and all, but I can understand why people don't seek to create their own things a lot of the times because they're scared that they're going to be alone. I think that that happens too, where, you know, just like fear of aloneness. But I think it's very, very important for people to see the more authentically you show up as yourself, the more authentic your dynamic is, the more likely you are to feel less alone however that ends up panning out for you that might end up being okay with solitude so i say all that to hopefully help you understand a little more about relational fluidity and its relationship with labels separate the illusion from labels and the reality from labels What do you really need to keep? There's just such a balance with all of this stuff. So you don't want to be feverishly looking for boxes to put yourself in. Start doing a lot of inner work, right? You know, my deepest work is called decolonization of sexuality. Work where you are decolonizing your sexuality is just so, it's just, it's very deep. Um, I can't really explain it. but the best way I explain it is through basically my 50 plus page essay. My essay talks about what that even means, the history behind that, the sociology, the systems change needed, how will we go about doing that, the psychology behind it, um, and kind of the understanding of, you know, who has been sexually scapegoated in our society, our groups who have subjugated or, you know, who have a history of subjugating people sexually from a societal standpoint. Very important. So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's just rape or, you know, actual sexual abuse. There are many, many ways to colonize people sexually without even having to touch them or even have to even have a single sexual thought. <laughs> so that's the crazy part. That's what, you know, this is just, these are things that exist in a deep, at a deep societal level. And for those of you who are into energy at a very deep energetic level, a very collective energetic level, it's not just at the individual level. So, like all of these different information flows can create these conditions such that these feedback loops keep going and keep going and there's nothing that we can really do to break that until we actually see some of these subtle dynamics that exist so things that encourage a lack of relational fluidity right that's what i'm talking about with some of these conditions if you think about I'm not a I'm not one to actually talk about the conditions themselves, you know. I just want us to see the big picture that there are so 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 many ways that um societal conditioning happens sexually and not the ways not the ways that are just like, oh well, you know, the very typical ones like, oh yeah, yeah, there's so much different stuff about Sex and body image in the media—that's toxic, or you know, over-sexualization, All this stuff. I'm talking about a much deeper level, and so that's that's the reason why I call it decolonizing the sexuality, because it's not just the media. There's so many other conditions. I mean, that might be a huge part and a huge tenet and a huge way that it, things are drip-fed and then trickled trickled down from. People to people or from aspects to aspects, concepts to concepts, metaphors to metaphor. I mean, a lot of times it is very present in the language and the, the way that we use language. That's how you can really tell what is deeply embedded in a society, in a culture, or at the human layer of our planet. So, yeah, so like I said, I'm always glad to talk with you all about relational fluidity and it's just so fun to me this is such I'm just grateful that I've found something that is so near and dear to my heart it's so so important and I love to share that with you all especially because I'm grateful for the fact that you'll even listen so thank you peace until next time
0: All right, if you liked this episode, then please share it so we can get out to more of the awesome people who need it. Thanks again for listening. Um, Something important to note is that I do like to record outside sometimes, and I don't intend to stop that. So if the audio is wonky sometimes, then you'll just have to get over it. (laughs) Just messing around. So want to chat more between episodes? You can go right ahead and drop me a line at Simply By Being dot com slash contact. I also have an exciting lineup of co-hosts for you in the future and I'm happy to have these brilliant minds on the show. Super excited. All right, peace out.